0: Sit With Us acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to the land this podcast is recorded on. We also pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. Welcome to Sit With Us, the podcast. I'm
1: Ella and I'm Dom. And this is your invite to sit with us and chat about all things relationships, reality TV, pop culture, and everything in between. Coming up on this episode.
0: My mouth was fully fresh. I did not gag from the cum once. Thank you very much.
1: I don't think I've actually really shared the whole sit show.
0: Okay, we're recording on Riverside as well. I don't even know if you can see my video right now, babe. The the joys of recording while I'm on the other side of the world with really shitty internet. Italy, step it up.
1: Yeah, look, currently you're frozen with your arm touching your head, but you know, that's Oh,
0: okay. That's the I'm not doing that.
1: (laughs) You're currently frozen with your arm on your head. I don't know, maybe you were touching your headphones like one minute ago. You're still in that position and there's a bit of a lag, but you know, that's fine. We just go with, this is what we do when we're doing long distance recording. We just make do with what we've got.
0: Exactly guys. It's like having a regular long distance relationship. You got to make it work, you know. If you if it lags during phone sex, you just make it work. You hold it hold it through and you just get it done. All right? So we're getting it done for you guys. Hope you're all well and having an amazing day night, whatever time of the cycle it is for you. <laughs> uh the cycle for me right now is I'm finishing my period just If anyone wanted to know. Oh,
1: you're finishing your period. Well, my fake period uh, this time around was quite interesting. It broke through about a month earlier than usual. And, yeah, look, it was on one day, off one day, on one day, off one day, and then we had sex, and it was like a murder scene. Like, it was literally yeah. like I messaged Freya because I have never seen anything like it. And, uh, guys, I'm sorry if this is TMI, but... I was, like, a bit worried because it was, like re- – Well, like, what, like how-, how heavy was it? It was, like – it's not even about how heavy it was. Well, I mean, it was very heavy. But it was also, like, real vibrant, like, blood orange. Like, it was, like, such a vibrant colour. And it was, like, day five. Wow. So it was, like, fresh blood. Yeah, there. but it was weird because it was, oh like – Wow. Yeah, it was, like, day five. So I was, like, so confused. And because it came early and unexpectedly, I was just, like, wait, what is happening? This is, like, a bit of a worry – so, yeah, I messaged Freya and explained my search, and she, she gave me some answers, which was great, of why and, you know, the breakthroughs. And she was saying that potentially it could be the pill that I'm on and that the hormones are no longer strong enough to block off my own hormones, meaning my estrogen could be quite
0: high. Wow. So, like, your bad bitch inner energy of your and is like... She's like, Fuck bitch. you, fake period. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming through. She's like, bitch.
1: She's like, yeah. bitch. I want to come through Ooh. now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, what does that even mean? Wow. Anyway? Isn't that... Oh, that is fascinating, man. Seriously, we are incredible.
1: Females are amazing. It's really interesting. And speaking of which, tomorrow I'm actually doing my bloods. So, Frey has sent me through a list and tomorrow is the day that I go and get all my bloods done, and then we will review. and I'll keep you guys posted on what the results say, what the standard GP says, and
0: then what Freya actually says. That'll be interesting. Amazing! Oh, I'm so excited for this, and that's I'm gonna that's gonna be my next thing I do when I get home. Yeah, but I'm I'm actually surprised. I've only uh, speaking of uh, you know health and all of that kind of stuff. So as we all know, I'm on holidays at the moment and it's the first time that I'm away with the BF. I like to call him the BF because we all know he doesn't like me talking about him. (laughs) But having extensive time together between the pizza, the Aperols, the constant 20,000 steps a day, it's hard to remember how to be match fit, babe, if you know what I mean.
1: I know exactly how you feel, babe. I was just in Bali with Guy only last week and being on vacay, you've got more time for sexy time. I definitely wasn't prepared for all of the sexy time that me and Normie had. But babe, before you went to Italy, I mean, did you go prepared?
0: Look, I definitely always have my artillery ready for holidays, babe, all right? But this is so random. The other night, we got home from dinner and, you know, we had a few too many app rolls. I happened to use my white glow with mouthwash toothpaste and things very much eventuated, all right? And I can't believe how good it made giving head, all right?
1: What? How on earth, babe, did toothpaste help this situation? Please explain.
0: Look, it's a random little hack, I know, but my mouth was fully fresh before and after, okay? Very much important. Mm. And I did not gag from the cum once. Thank you very much.
1: So, no gagging from the cum, not once. Okay, what? So, white glow?
0: White Glow. They have White Glow with mouthwash toothpaste and it does the trick, I'm telling you. My breath was as fresh as a daisy.
1: And let's be honest, I don't think anyone can really stand the taste of calm.
0: No, look, it, it, isn't, it, it ain't no Aperol spritz. I'll tell you that right now. But by using the White Glow with mouthwash toothpaste, I can tell you right now, this is a game changer for okay. blowies.
1: Okay, well, um, look, babe, I didn't see this one coming, pardon the pun but I might have to test it out and report back then.
0: Look, I'm going to hold you to that, doll. I can't wait for you to feel the difference. If only you had this while you're in Bali.
1: Uh, that was really random. I did not see us getting into that kind of chat, but let's move on.
0: Yeah, that's all you're going to get from me today, babes. But what you guys are going to get from us today is a little bit of a Q&A because I feel like we haven't done one of these in a little while. And Ella, you posted on the Sit With Us page and we got some – amazing questions actually. I'm I'm really keen to get into these questions. So I reckon let's just get straight into it because there's some really juicy ones but there's some there's a few topics that I guess we haven't spoken about either so it's gonna yeah. be good. I'm gonna start with one question because one's just come up here. One of the first ones that you circled on the the list here. Yeah. And I think it's a really interesting conversation because being on holidays right now Uh, with my significant other. The question is, I think it's from Sarah King underscore, what are your opinions on splitting everything 50-50 with a partner who makes significantly more money? Mm. Very interesting question. It is. Um, I'm just going to get straight into it. Yeah, go, babe. Because we're on holiday, right? And the way that we've kind of done this is I pay for some things, Jack pays for some things, and we're not really keeping track of of what things cost or who's paying for what, it's more just like we're being a bit more fluid with it. And like if I pay for one hotel or he's paid for one Airbnb, then we just get the other kind of thing. So that's where we stand. But I think when it comes to if one partner makes more money than the other, I think that's where it gets a little bit more of a grey area there. What are your thoughts, babe?
1: Yeah, I feel like it's such a a topic these days that people do – talk about it and you know there's a lot of women out there who you know like myself many of the years that I was single and dating like I was the one paying the bill or I was buying the drinks or you know I was always getting myself home like I got so used to that that I just have become like that's just the way that it it should be and it it is but now now I'm in a relationship with someone and You know, we do so much together. We've travelled together now. We go on dates. We do little activities. We've bought things for each other. It's pretty much the same as you. Like, if I've, you know, taken him out at dinner, he'll get the next. Or with travelling, it was the same as well. Like, it's just kind of, like you said, fluent. But I think it's very case-by-case. Like... Yeah. I feel like it's a very dependent... It it
0: definitely is case-by-case. Yeah.
1: It's dependent on the relationship.
0: I I obviously don't want to... Yeah, like obviously I'm not going to go into how much my partner makes, but and how much I make because I think talking about money is is a weird conversation. The way I see it is I grew up with my parents being very open and honest about money in our household, like with how much my parents earned and if we were struggling and if you know we couldn't afford this, that was we didn't get it, you know what I mean? And I think now I'm much more I don't like hold on to my money thinking, oh my God, I'm never going to see this again. I'm more like life is for living and the reason I earn money is so that I can live my life and enjoy life. But in terms of when it comes to a partner and how much they earn, I think at the end of the day, if you are uncomfortable with how much you're spending in the relationship, you need to sit down and have that conversation and say, hey – you know, we, we've been in a relationship now for X amount, whatever things are getting serious. Maybe we should start having a joint bank account that we put money into that can be for dinners out or for groceries or, you know, like little, little things of when you, you go out and that's your like fun money. Yeah. I think that that's something that I'm going to have that conversation with Jack soon Cause I yeah. think it's something that we should start to do, you know, just have that little fun fund if you want to call it that.
1: And you know, we're, whether you know it's you and your partner you're not always going to be on the same wage one may be earning a significant more amount and that's kind of up to you guys you know on who kind of like how we split it I think and that's what I mean by like it is so case by case and how close you are with your partner. If you can have that conversation, you know, I I have friends that are in relationships where it is 50, 50, or, you know, he's paid for everything and she doesn't really pay for anything. But then I've got friends who in other relationships where she's, you know, she pays for all most things and she's the provider. So it's, it's just different for everyone, but it always comes down to communication and having the chat.
0: Exactly. It does. And, you know, I think it's changed a lot in our generation now. Like I think back to my mum and my dad and I, I i don't know, I think this is very much just my mum and dad, but they've got joint bank accounts. They don't have one that's just for my dad and one for my mum. Like all of their money is the same. And I mean, they've been married for 35 years. They've got three kids. And I know that there are people in that same situation that have separate bank accounts. Um, and that's totally fine. It, it honestly, guys, just comes down to case by case, what you're comfortable with. At the end of the day you just got to make that decision of what's right for you you know like we can't sit here and say this is the right thing to do and i think in this day and age us women we are making you know uh comparable amounts to men you know even though yes in some industries our wages are significantly different but we're able to make money now like what what men have traditionally been making you yeah. know what i mean so we obviously want to take care of our money and protect ourselves in relationships because you never know how a relationship's going to end. But yeah, it all comes down to having that conversation. And I've definitely had that conversation with Jack, like about how we're going to spend our money and what we want to do in the future with our money. But it's not something that rules our relationship. Exactly. And I
1: think that's really a key important thing to have. I mean, only from my experience as well is that you can't, let money rule the relationship because it does just cause like it's awkward like it's an awkward topic for anyone to chat about even with your friends sometimes with your family like it is a bit of a touchy subject so I think yeah like depending on where you're at in the relationship and it being the right time to have those sorts of chats as well like it just feels right I think as well like I don't know if there's a right or wrong time to have those chats but Guy and I have had those conversations and it's just because it's either very casually happened and it's just felt right. Otherwise, if you know you don't have a very good feeling in your gut about that conversation, then you don't have to have it. Well, the next question and this one's coming from the Instagram Q&A. What contraception are you guys on and how does it affect your sex drive? So As you guys, I mean, if you've been a a long-time listener or a recent listener, I've spoken about how I've been on the pill for, like, 15 years. I'm on levlin. I've been on levlin probably for, like, 11 years. I don't think it affects my sex drive at all. I mean... I'm a pretty sexual person, as you guys would know, surely, <laughs> from sharing you know, my experiences with self-love and self-pleasure. So I feel like my sex drive is actually pretty high and I don't think it affects my sex drive. But then again, who knows, when I come off the pill, I might be even hornier. Isn't that wild if I'm
0: already like this? I mean, amazing. Love that. Um, <laughs> wow. I'm not taking any like actual hormone I've got the copper I don't know if you call it a rod I don't know what you fucking call it implant thing um it goes in uh your inside and the copper just kills sperm so I it's not any like hormones being released I still get a period as per usual yes my period has been I guess I get a lot more spotting than I regularly would but once again the benefits outweigh the negatives. Uh, the benefits are I don't get pregnant and the negatives are I get a little bit more spotting. So you got to take the fucking good with the bad, right? But in terms of my sex drive, it doesn't do anything to deter my sex drive. I think if anything, my antidepressant has a lot more to do with my sex drive than that. Other than that, no, I don't think my contraception affects my sex drive at all because it's not it's not hormonal. It's just a bit of copper in there. Don't ask me how copper kills sperm, but it's fucking amazing. Oh, this is actually a really great question. Steph asks, what do you do if you have a panic attack? Yeah. Now, I think this is very personal as well because everyone does something differently. But let's start with you, babe, because I know that you, we were together actually the first time you ever fully had a proper panic attack and it's definitely an all-consuming moment. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. And, you know, these are still a new thing for me. I mean, look, I haven't had it in a long time. I've felt very highly strung before, but I haven't had actual panic attack or anxiety attack in a really long time, which is great. But when it has happened, I've had alcohol. And I guess the first thing that happens to me is my body gets really hot and my neck gets covered in sweat. And then I know like straight away, okay, so that's about to happen and then my, my hearing and my vision blurs and then I, I feel nauseous and then I, I literally just have to sit down. Like that's – I need to sit down, I need to close my eyes and I can still hear myself in my mind. So that makes me more aware of how, how in control I am of what's happening. And it's just like deep breaths. It's just yes. sitting sitting in silence, deep breaths and like saying that in your mind so that you can hear yourself. Like in, Out
0: the thing with anxiety right and when you're in that moment you do feel like oh my god i'm never going to get out of this but you've got to think of anxiety as like a wave there's always going to be that tip and that height of that you know that really bad feeling but you know it's always got to it's going to calm down so i think in that moment just remember That, yes, this is hard, but what are the things that you can do in that really, that hard swell of that anxious feeling that are going to try and calm you? So breathing is really important because when you are anxious or nervous and you focus on your breathing, you realize that you're actually taking in very shallow breaths. And if you aren't getting any oxygen, you've got to remember your body can't properly function. So the one thing to remember is breathing, really deep, slow breathing is super important. That's going to really help with like the dizziness or any other like physical symptoms that you're feeling. If you have access to some water, some like just some sips of water is can be really helpful as well. Um, getting some fresh air if possible. Uh, for me, things that I do personally that I think I've spoken about it on the podcast ages and ages ago, but for me, because it's a very sensory thing for me, anxiety, I always think to myself, people must. Look at me, and when I pull out my Vicks or my lavender oil, that they're like, "What is this chick doing?" But for me, smell is a really important thing that helps me get through my anxiety. So I pull out my Vicks, and I've always got it in my bag, no matter where I'm going. It's always in my bag when I'm traveling, even if I'm going if I'm in Sydney. Like it's it's always with me. I pull that out, I smell it. It's one of those smells that is comforting, but it also switches my brain from thinking about the panic and the anxiety and thinking about that smell. So it's all about switching your thinking in that moment. That's what works for me. And I know a lot of different things work for other people. And it's all about finding what works for you guys. Like I, as you all know, I've been on this journey since I was like 14, 15. So it's taking, taken me half my life to get to a point where I know how to manage my anxiety and know when it's going to come up, know what my triggers are. Like if I'm tired and all these other things that, Potentially can trigger me. But having those little things that are able to help me through. So I think, you know, it's just being aware of what triggers you, but also the little things that are gonna be able to help you in that moment. But it's a great question because I know a lot of people suffer with anxiety these days. It's 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 so common and I think that the more we discuss it openly. And we can give each other, you know, tips and tricks and ideas on what helps us, people might be able to, you know, find things that will help them too. So, yeah, and and I, I really do hope that, you know, if you have been having feelings of anxiety for a prolonged period of time, I would recommend go and seeing your GP and getting a mental health plan with a psychologist and just going and speaking with someone and they can give you some really great tips, whether that be cognitive behavioral therapy or other things that aren't even medication. Like, but there are so many things that you can do just with your brain. Jack was actually saying to me yesterday that they only know the potential of our 1% potential of our brains. It's the most complex computer in the world. So we only know 1% of what our brains can do. And this comes back to, everything we've been talking about when it comes to the power of positivity and all of that kind of stuff is that we don't even know the full potential of what our brains can do, right? So the power of what we have in ourselves, when we are anxious, we feel so helpless and we feel lost and we feel like we've lost control, but we are always in control of our own being and our own self.
1: And that's the thing, like when I started having anxiety for the first time, that's when I started, you know, to go to therapy and like he taught me so much about what happens in the brain and how to hear yourself in your mind. And that's when I say I can always hear myself, like when I have those situations and I just close my eyes and, you know, I'm covered in sweat, can't hear or see, I can still hear myself in my mind. And that's what guides me through it. And he was the one that was he taught me all about that and how it works and how to be able to hear yourself. It's like, it's still having control, even though your body physically may be out of control and you don't, you you can't physically stand or sit. Cause when it's happened to me, like I physically cannot stand. Like I have to sit down and I have to close my eyes. And the nauseousness is like, really gross like really like oof. You, you feel like you're just gonna throw up
0: yeah you feel like you're really gonna throw up like it's the overwhelming feelings of what happens to your body like the physical symptoms of anxiety is often what makes us fear the anxiety but the moment we take back that control and think I'm not gonna fear anxiety I'm not gonna let the potential that I'm going to be anxious to stop my life. Like, guys, I'll be completely honest with you. If I let myself be controlled by my anxiety, I wouldn't be on this trip overseas. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have gone on maths. I wouldn't be, you know, going in and hosting LoveX in Brisbane. There are so many things in my life where I could have let my anxiety stop me. Like, there are days where my anxiety has a potential to stop me even going down the shops to get a carton of milk. But it's it's taking that control back and not fearing the potential of that feeling.
1: Yeah. And I think just understanding like, it, the, it's, yeah. like the process because we all go through it differently and we feel it differently. So like just understanding the process that you have to go down to then overcome it. Like I know, okay, if the hot sweats come and then the eyes and the vision and the hearing goes, I know the steps now. Like yep, I have yep, the process yep, yep. down pat. But, you know. Like Dom said, so many of us do have anxiety and, you know, so many of us don't speak about it. You know, right now I think I'm the only one out of my very close circle that has said that I, Oh, actually one other girlfriend does, but you know, there's like 10 of us in the close girl, for, girl group and there's only a couple of us that have actually openly spoken about it. So I know that it can be a bit daunting and you may feel alone, but I, I feel like it's like one in two of us have anxiety. Or more. Like, I feel like it's really Guys,
0: common. having those feelings of thinking that you're alone when it comes to anxiety, please don't because I can assure you right now that, you know, the person next to you, if you're on the train or, you know, you're walking along the street, the person that's just walked past you has had feelings of anxiety in some way, shape or form in their life. We will all go through these things because, you know, we're human beings. We compare ourselves. We judge ourselves. We... You know all of these things, and that's where the potential of these feelings of anxiety are going to come up. So it's never something that you have to feel ashamed of, feel alone about. There are so many incredible resources out there. Beyond Blue is a great resource. That they have a lot of resources online, actually. And you know you can you can even like chat to someone through text if you are feeling alone and you just want some help on how to deal with your feelings of anxiety. There are so many great resources. Always, I I remember um, during COVID actually. I reached out on Beyond Blue and, like, just, like, spoke to, you know, one of the counsellors there because I was just having a hard time. It was, you know, everyone was feeling alone and it was just a really scary time and that really helped me. So if, if, you know, if that's something that you feel like you need and you don't feel like you want to go and see a GP about it, there are resources that you can speak to online, you know what I mean, and and in the comfort of your own home even. So never feel alone about that. <laughs>
1: Okay, let's do a few more questions. Um, Why don't we do a couple of short, sharp ones? Where is Vixen coming out in stores? I can answer that. Vixen has officially launched in Elwood at my old clinic where I used to work, which is just like so sentimental to me. Um, So the Skin Boutique Elwood, that's where it's at. That's the first shop in Melbourne. There is another shop coming next month, which I will confirm. Then and then in a few months' time, it will be in every single state, but uh, TBC. TBC?
0: TBC, guys, you're going to have to wait for that. Good things come to those who wait, as we shall say. Hey. Um, he's a good uh, – I mean, someone asked a question, is Dom ticklish? Yes, I am very ticklish. Don't tickle me, no. please. Thank you. No tickling for Dom.
1: <laughs> um, have you guys ever had an argument?
0: No. I, I read that question and I was like, have we, for fuck's sake? I don't think so. I think Ella's told me, bitch, fucking answer this question or get this done, but we've never had an argument.
1: No, we've never had an argument.
0: And I think the reason is because we we don't argue because we are honest with each other. It's like if something needs to be done we tell it how it is. I th- I think do you think that's why babe? I think so. Like I
1: mean we don't have anything to to fight about.
0: And and obviously the relationship that we have is built around respect and love for each other. So we wouldn't be arguing you know because there's nothing that we really need to argue about. And, yeah, I don't know. Interesting, though. It is an interesting question because we are friends, but we also are business partners and work together and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, good question.
1: I like that. How are you both mentally? I'm fucking A-OK, guys. I'm just cruising at the moment. I'm still hanging on to my Bali Zen vibes. But short and sharp, I am just cruising. I'm really good. Thank you for asking But how are you, babe, mentally? How are you?
0: Honestly, I'm really great. Yeah, I think coming off, starting to wean myself off the medication, you know, that week there, that was really fucking hard with all the physical symptoms. And when you're deep in it, you think you're never going to come out of it. But I'm really, really excited for the future. And I think I've gotten myself to a place where I'm very proud of myself and I'm I'm excited to go on that journey of, of that you know, taking control of my mental health again. But, yeah, no, I'm in a really great place, and I think it's a beautiful question to ask because I don't think we ask each other that enough. You know, we're like, oh, how are you today? But it's not actually saying, you know, how how have you been? Like, how how are you coping with with life? And I think it's a really – if there's anything that you're going to ask your mates today, guys, reach out to that one friend that you haven't spoken to or, you know, you, you've you been a little bit worried about them, just give them a call. Send them a message. You know, how have, how's – how have you been, you know, how, how are things with so-and-so and just try and open that conversation because sometimes people do want to talk about it, but they don't know how and they don't know how to start the conversation. So if you initiate that kind of chat with a person that you know needs you know a little bit of, of care, I think that's a really incredible thing to do for your mates. And it's a great question to ask people. I, I really, really love that. Love that.
1: Ella, what's Guy's star sign? He is a Pisces.
0: She's surrounded by Pisces, guys. All right, that's why. We're the best.
1: It's <laughs> so weird because I've never been with a Pisces before and I don't have any friends that are Pisces but you and him. Is that so weird?
0: Oh. Yeah, I know. I love
1: that. It's so weird Like because Aries aren't meant to get along with Pisces.
0: I like this. Both of your daily routines or something that you do in your daily routine that makes you happy. I think that's a great question. What's something you do every day, babe, that makes you happy?
1: Well, I do always say, you know, the few things that I'm grateful for, you know, whether it's in bed at the end of the day and I've got my hands, you know, intertwined. That always makes me feel really happy because it just makes me, again, appreciate what I'm living day to day. And my daily routine, I mean, God, the routine is down pat. I'm like very much a schedule kind of gal, up every day at 5am, Pilates, running, fasting, working, cats, etc.
0: See, and this is where we're completely different, where Ella has her schedule down to a T like that. And mine is completely, like, I'm a I'm a fucking Pisces babe. I am a flow with the water kind of chick. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? But I think for me, the one thing I love to do when I'm at home in my own home with Millie and Jack, I love my morning routine and my, that moment of just having my coffee on the couch with my Baba and just having that time to ease into the morning. That's, that's something that I really love. And that's part of my day and how I really love to start my day. So it's, I think it's, you know, everyone's got that one little thing that they do. That's, you know, their happy moment, but I, I really love that moment of enjoying my coffee on the couch sitting there with millie and just you know it's it comes back to that being able to be grateful for what i have you know it's when i'm sitting on my couch at home with my beautiful dog and my partner and being grateful for everything that i have enjoying my coffee and the home and the life that i've built that's for me is that moment that's really special so i love that that's that's the that's a highlight of my day and that's something that i miss to be honest when i'm on holiday is having you know, that small little routine that I have. But I, I make I try I make do of the routine when I'm traveling and out of my comfort zone. But yeah, that's something that I love as part of my day.
1: Now there is two questions as well that have come through a few times for one for me and one for Dom. So we've decided that we're gonna record two separate bonus episodes because one of the questions is wanting to know more about my binge eating disorder and you know, all the ins and outs of that. And I thought that I, I mean, I, I don't think I've actually really shared the whole sit So we're going to record an episode all about that. Um, and obviously a pre-warning yeah. with that episode. Yeah. Um, if you are going through anything like that at the moment, I will be talking about my experiences with it. So just a little pre-warning before that episode goes live.
0: Yeah. And When the episode begins, we'll go, we'll put a, a warning at the at the beginning just if you know that might be triggering to you and and as with the episode that we're going to record that is all about my past and my history with mental health and where it all began and obviously we'll put be putting a disclaimer on both of these episodes because obviously these are our personal experiences but also that it could be triggering for people if they are going through certain things at this moment um but we will always, always link resources and references to things in our show notes. So if you do need to find help or anything like that, there, that will be there for you. So um, we're really excited to record those episodes, guys, because I think that it's going to be share a lot of insight into, I guess, the people that we are today and just share a little bit more about ourselves and because it's, it's so heavily part of our story and who we are and our journeys.
1: And as well, I mean – I'll be learning stuff about Dom, which I love and I love that I get to learn it real time with you guys and, you know, Dom will learn things about me as well in real time with you guys too. So that's the really cool part is that we can talk about some really personal things that, like Dom said, have shaped us to who we are today and we're going to share it with you guys because we want to and... We think that they're both, in their own way, very relatable, very common. And we want to just give you guys a bit of, I don't know, like a space in your mind to know that you aren't alone if you are going through what both of us have been through.
0: Thanks, guys. Love ya. Hey.